beautiful. Ruth Amanda Kalebwe is the first ever winner of the Sombo Makeover. <laughs> you are listening to the Africana Woman Podcast. I am your host, Chulu. Every week, I ask an Africana woman to invite us into her home to give us a snapshot into what happens behind her closed doors. I hope you will join me on this journey of discovery, revelation, and self-awareness. I'm not going to lie. It may become uncomfortable sometimes. However, I encourage you to push past your unease and challenge yourself to think differently. The simple act of expanding yourself to receive the unknown may be transformational for you. I know, I know you are thinking, what is the Sombo makeover? So this is what happened. Some months back, I was talking to an old friend, Donna. She is the co-founder of Kamangaware. Now, she's actually been on the show before, so go check out episode 29. Very good. Um, and we were talking about business and life. And guess what? It was tough, man. <laughs> Between the closures, banning of social gatherings, sudden medical slash funeral expenses on the sides of the clients, like it was taking a lot for our businesses to survive the storm. Now, the thing is, we knew that if we were feeling like this, that meant that we weren't the only women in this predicament, right? There was a ton of other women going through the same or worse. So we brainstormed what we could do to help women. And we decided to do a self-love campaign called the Sombo Makeover. Sombo is a word derived from the West of Zambia, which describes the beauty and power of femininity, acknowledging it as a strength and not a weakness. And we set out to remind women to look after themselves first, to love on themselves Now, looking at our strengths, Donna is a fashion designer and I'm a marketing specialist. We decided to do a makeover. Hair, makeup, a kamanga wear dress and professional photo shoot like the whole nine yards. We posted the competition on socials and then very diplomatically, I must say, because we didn't, you know, try to start picking things out of hats and all of that. (laughs) We selected 10 runners up and one winner so ruth was selected as the winner and you will hear from her today she is such a vibe also go check out her transformation on either kamanga wear or africana women's socials it's it's phenomenal um we got the best of the best to work on um the makeover in terms of who's doing makeup we had pearl beauty makeup doing that um afropology came through with the hair um we had uh, NS Photography, who is Namukolo Siyumbwa, and she was doing the photography, the photo shoot. And we also had Megapix Branding Solutions to do videography. Like, it just came out so beautifully, guys. I really encourage you to go check it out. Okay, ish. <laughs> I have talked a lot, yeah? Let's get into the conversation with Ruth. The Sombo Makeover winner. 
Ruth Amanda Kalewe is a believer in Jesus Christ as the savior of her soul. She is a business administration student at Northrise University and an executive assistant at Rumbi Enterprises. She is the co-owner of a decor company called Lufuma Events and hopes to be a household brand one day. Ruth wants to be part of an organization that encourages women to always rely on God. She also wants someone to look at her and say she walked closely with God and because she walked closely with God I can see that I too am able to walk closely with God like guys goals okay now recently um, Ruth got a certificate in project management and customer service and this is something that's very important for her especially that she is a service provider she recently bought farmland guys can we please just put some snaps in there she is a, a landowner eh? come on now and she absolutely loves cheesy pickup lines I am so excited guys to welcome the winner of the Sombo Makeover, our first ever, ever winner of the Sombo Makeover, Ruth Amanda Kalebe. Welcome, my darling. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, I think just from the time that I saw you, because the first time that we interacted, it was in an mm -hmm. Africana Woman Visionaries event. And I was just yes. like, I just love it. You were just like hyping everybody. Give us the way. Yes. Come. I was like, this is my type of energy. <laughs> and, I, I, I and I was like, yeah. So cool. <laughs> All right, let's okay. Let's let's like let's go back. Let's go back. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. when we put out the Sombo Makeover, right? So the Sombo Makeover is a collaboration with Kamanga Wear and Africana Woman. When we put it out, mm -hmm. where did you see it? Uh, you know what made you want to participate? So when I saw it, the first time I saw it, actually. Um, was Facebook. I was browsing through my usuals, just checking, you know, you follow a page, it leads you to another page and all that. That's what happened with me. So I was browsing and then I saw Zombo Makeover competition. I'm like, hmm, this sounds interesting. I read up on it. I saw the pages it was affiliated to, which was Kamanga Woman and Africana Woman. I'm just like, ah, this, this is deeper than me or this is bigger than me. And I'm just like, first of all, it's, the African woman, basically, I'm like, I like this. And in that moment, I'm like, I'm going to win. I may not win the whole competition, but I'm going to win a head draft. And I was like, what do I need to do? I saw the thing I needed to do, and I'm like, ah, this is simple. Went on it, did the things, followed. And when I followed the Africana woman page, it wasn't even just following this. I'm just like, what is it about? I went through it. I went back. I saw so many things, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think I found my second home. You know, and then I went on Instagram and I'm like, I'm sure I'm also on Instagram as well. Went on Instagram, didn't even hesitate, went in full force, tagged my friends. And yeah, <laughs> I'm like, let's do, let's do this, let's do this and whatnot. So yeah, um, what was the other question? Sorry. No, as in what, like, I think you've already answered it. I was asking like, what okay. made you want to, um, yeah. to enter? Because I think Embracing. when people see these things, they're kind of like, 
they go for the negative straight away. You were like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> you know so I mean? true. But and people are just like, I'm yeah. Uh-huh. People just go straight for go the on, negative. They'll just be like, ah, no. There'll just be a lot of people who've entered. Ah, me, I can't. Eh, me. Eh, me. You know that type of situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true because that that's me in all the previous competitions I've seen. It's just been like, ah, we are a lot. What are the odds and stuff? But with this one, I just remember I'm just like, listen, Ruth, you are going to win a head wrap. She's like, I'm like, you won't win the competition? And that's fine. But head wrap, yeah, they. <laughs> so I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Then um then we had the what you call it? The day that we were actually announcing. And it was a bit, it was later in the evening, um, around yeah. uh, 8 p.m. 20 hours. And you yeah. know, we're just like, guys, be there live. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't know how many people were gonna be there. So what were you thinking in that moment? Okay, so because on that day we had done um, the other, the thing that we joined, the, um, what is it? The Oriki Challenge. The networking mixer. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I was already so gassed up, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, like I said before, I belong, you know, like I found my place. So I'm like, ah, these vibes are going to carry on to the competition and stuff like that. So like, I remember you signing your thoughts and I'm like, let me log on to Facebook quickly. At first, I think I logged on to Kamangawe and I didn't find it. I was like, oh my God, what if it's down to announce the winner? I don't know what I clicked into. And then I found it. I'm like, oh, it's live. Okay. Got onto it and I was there anxious. I'm like, okay, so seven runner apps were part of them. Seven runner apps were part of them. And I stayed there and I kept saying like, it felt like elections. I'm like, oh my gosh, can they announce the winner already? <laughs> <laughs> And, and how long can they take, please? You know, <laughs> they just do the spinning of the circle and then we're done. But yeah, um, that happened and my name wasn't part of them. I was bummed. I won't lie. I'm like, ah, that's why people don't enter these things because you don't win and stuff. And in that moment, I'm like, let me log out, you know, like, because I was feeling petty. I'm like, whatever. In that moment, I'm just like, listen, another queen has won. Let's see her and celebrate her. I log back on and I see I'm waiting there. I was just even on my phone. So I was watching just like, then they're like, Ruth A. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Me? No. And I started screaming and I made a big fuss about it because I didn't believe it was me. I kept typing in the chat, guys, it's me, the winner. <laughs> I think in that moment, my readers were so annoyed because I kept texting, guys, it's me. It's me who won. I sent them the video, I mean, the picture. I'm the winner, guys. And they're just like, listen, whatever, okay? <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. oh, so I I love that um, reaction, um, the reaction voice note you sent us. Like every time uh-huh. I hear it, it just makes me crack up. <laughs> like and every time, like I posted, and people were just like sending me messages with like you know smiles and laughing emojis. Like people were so happy. <laughs> like it was just I loved it. I loved it. Okay, so what was your expectation? Because I mean, we put out the you know, what the prizes were, which was like a whole pampering day. So you get your hair done, yep. you get a, a dress from Kamanga wear and um, mm-hmm. you get your makeup did, a photo shoot. Like, what was your expectation? Because, you know, sometimes people put out like, oh, this is what we're going to do. And then yeah. there's, there's what you thought you were going to get and then there's what you got that might not... Expectation and reality. Uh-huh, well, to be honest, 
Um, <laughs> what I saw put out and what I received, to be honest, what I received, like the reality of it, I feel like the expectation was really like it was a little, you know, like, okay, yeah, professional photo shoot, this is this. In the moment on Saturday, I felt amazing, you know, like the face beat when I did my hair the previous at, at Afropology. I was like, oh my gosh, like these people know and understand what pampering is about. And like for the African woman, obviously, you know, it's your, your, your level of confidence is a little built up when you've got your hair did, you know what I mean? And so in that moment, I'm just like, this is it. You know, for me, I'm like, this is what celebrating a woman is. And I was, I was, I was excited. Like my heart was so full. I was, I was, I was happy. Yeah. Do you know one of the favorite things I like to do is I love to go into Kamanga where I just like try on everything, <laughs> even the things that don't fit. <laughs> I'm like, is this a size? Like, but I'm sure I can fit a kathai in there. Come on now. <laughs> and that was so like the trying one of dresses. It was so exciting. I had the greatest time with Donna. I would definitely. I need to find. Like, I need to find the blazer. I need to come back. Seriously. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Um, so we haven't yet done the big reveal yet, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited for the photos. And even when the other ladies came through, the runners up, mm -hmm. how was that like? Um, when I, because I'm close to my sister, I talk to her about almost everything. So I tell her, I'm just like, listen, girls showed up. You know what I mean? They came, they came to, first of all, in my in my head, it's to support Ka, Kamanga woman, first of all, an Africana woman, and the whole Sombo makeover event. And they showed up looking their best selves, embracing the whole African woman concept. And I'm just like, like for me, like I said in my interview, so, so, some things are love languages to me. And seeing women support women is like love tank. Field. I absolutely loved it. I loved meeting them. I loved interacting with them as short as it was. I loved hearing what the African woman means to them. Yeah, it was it was heart feeling. I loved it. Well, I think you touched on something there because you know one of the main reasons that we did the Sombo makeover was to really remind women to practice self love. You know, yep. um, yes, you may not have won, but I think just seeing someone else, it re it just reminds you like, do you know what? I should go and do my nails. Like, right? Hmm, maybe let me just go and get my hair cut, you know, done in a certain way. Or, you know, what is that thing that you can do for yourself that just shows that you are intentional about loving yourself, loving on your body. Um, so what does self-love mean to you? I love the word that you use. It's actually one of my favorite words, being intentional. What is self-love to me? Um, how do I describe this? Self-love to me is simply reminding yourself that you are worthy, you know, you are worthy, first of all, you are deserving of good things. And once in a while, you can step out and just prioritize yourself, you know? And yeah, I feel like we discussed 
earlier, sometimes women mi really miss the mark in the sense of women are providers and they're nurturers, they're home carers, you know, they take care of everyone. And the one time that they do decide to take care of themselves should really be embraced, you know what I mean? And if it's, people call it being crazy dramatic, if it's going to buy that suit for 1,000 in the name of self-love, do it, you know what I mean? Because it happens once in a while. And the summer makeover really reminded many women, in my opinion, that you can love on yourself. There's nothing wrong with it. You should not be called selfish, um, egocentric, and you know, self-absorbed for it. No, you are just taking time out to embrace the person who the Lord has made. And yeah, so for me, self-love is a constant reminder, basically, that I am worthy of good things. And once in a while, I can splurge, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I also think that... Um, a lot of times people kind of get put off by self-love because they feel like it's something that they have to spend money on, you know? Yeah. And everybody is looking at their purses like, yo, how am I going to do yeah, this good. fridge? <laughs> then I know, right? It's like, you're looking at your power going down. You're looking at so many things, right? But I just don't think that self-love has to be something that you always have to spend money on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because if mm -hmm. it's a matter of, for me, it's a matter of just putting time aside for you, right? Mm -hmm. And that time can be, um, you know, you reading. Even mm -hmm. if you're saying that I'm going to watch a movie by myself, not that you're watching a cartoon because, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like it's Tom and Jerry on replay because the baby's like, hey, you know what yes. I mean? But what is yeah. that time where you can be like, you know what, I'm going to watch um, Sex in the City tonight, like, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I want to, not because the rest of the household has chosen yeah, whatever man. it is, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be something um, that you have to spend money on. And I think, you know, the more that you can put, um, you know, yourself first, mm -hmm. I think it makes you happier and it makes you um, a nicer person to be around. And I don't want to I use agree. the word nicer, but it, it just makes other people want to be around you. You're able to love on them better as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I agree. Amanda, okay, what is your, where, tell me about your, like, history. Like, what's your favorite childhood memory? Okay. And it's funny that you spoke about that. My favorite childhood memory is sitting with my brother and my sister and watching Tom and Jerry nonstop. We absolutely <laughs> love Tom and Jerry. And we would sit there. And actually, back in the day, back when Cartoon Network was Cartoon Network, you know, we are watching, um, what's this, Powerpuff Girls. Because my siblings and I chose... Um, characters because we're three so like I was Buttercup no Bubbles Buttercup and my sister was Blossom because Blossom was cute and friendly my brother was Buttercup she was mean I was Blossom you know and those are the things that I hold dear and I'm just like ah oh, if only we could go back in time but you know growth and whatever so yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed that a lot when I think about it like that made me so happy <laughs> Yeah, I love it. You know, this I don't know where this thing even came from, where you're always picking characters from cartoons and movies. Right. I, and then you even want to be the first one to get to the thing so that you can say, I'm Shira. Yes. <laughs> like, where did it come from? <laughs> I don't know where it came from. But so where did you grow up? Um, well, I was born in Botswana, born and bred. 
city of Baboroni in Princess Marina Hospital. Yeah, so I've I basically lived there 18 years. I relocated to Zambia seven years ago. Yeah, seven years ago, 2014. Yeah. Came to Zambia, tried to get this bag. Here I am now. That's a summary, please. Okay, let me take Okay, you. okay. Let me get Let you me take let you me back. You. What was it like? Okay, so first of all, you are Zambian, right? Yes. Yes, I am Zambian. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but then you, your family had um, relocated to Botswana. Um, yep. What was it like growing up? Like, did you always feel like you had a connection to Zambia? Did you guys visit often or have a lot of relatives? Or is there a big Zambian community there? Um, okay, so first of all, uh, growing up in Motswana was, I really think it was amazing. It was great. Besides the fact that you are constantly reminded that you're a foreigner, it was great. There was a Zanian community, um, which was there from church and just, and just family friends would, would get together ever so often, hang out, you know, eat Zambian food because we can't always be eating Zwana food, <laughs> but yeah, would hang out and stuff like that. And Mom tried to constantly bring us to Zambia for like the holidays to meet her mom and all that, to meet her family. So once in a while, I would pop in, in, in and out of Zambia. And for me, I guess I always felt like, ah, there's another life for me out there. It really can't just be bought. You know what I mean? And yeah, so ever so often would come and I would want to stay longer, but she's like, no, let's go to your father. And then we'd have to go back. <laughs> and yeah, until I reached a point where I could make my own decisions, which was, listen, mom, I've had a great time here, but I don't think I want to stay here anymore. I think there's better for me in Zambia. And she was for it. She's like, yeah, no, go home, you know, find your roots, even though you were born here, but go do your thing, girl. And dad wasn't too pleased about it because, you know, he's Kasuli, wants her close. But yeah, I'm just like, listen, dad, I'm out. And yeah, that's how I left. I came to stay with my sister, who was in Unza, living at Martians at the time. And yeah, we really just started, like things kicked off from there. And it's like, for me, it's been so amazing because when I came to Zambia, 2014, I got a job, you know, I started working in Foshini. A friend of mine, a very good family friend of mine hooked me up and like everything, you know how they say the first step is just to start. Everything else will fall in place after. That's how I felt my coming to Zambia was, you know. It was just getting into the country. You get into the country, things eventually fell in place. And it's been it's been an amazing past seven years. It really has. I, I'm grateful. Yeah. So are you close with your dad and yeah are you like how do you visit him often yeah um so when i came to zambia in 2014 um my mom came the next year uh 2015 mm-hmm. with my brother yeah they came to zambia like um and then unfortunately my mom passed in 2015 okay. and I, I somewhat made it a mission to always visit my dad. So like every year after my mom passed, I would go to Bots. Like I plan a um, mid-year trip. I'll go see him, get leave from work, obviously. Go see him, spend time with him. Until <clears throat> I think two years, the past two years I haven't been. Uh, and that's because my sister got married. So he came down, he, he came up here rather. Last year I didn't travel because COVID and all that. But yeah, we are pretty close. Like he sends me... He's actually the cutest parent. 
he sends me messages every other day. Hi, princess. And I'm just like, this is why I can't get into a relationship. This princess treatment, how will I move on? <laughs> but yeah, he's really the cutest dad ever. He sends me messages. We talk ever so often. We catch up. Yeah. But we're pretty close. Yeah. <coughs> That's cool. So, I mean, you started working at 18. Some people, that's like an insult. Um, <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, I'd go work, you know, pay for school, you know, such, such stories. What, what made you so brave and want to do that? Because I'm telling you, some people are just like, my, my parents need to pay for all of this and then they need to be sending me all the pocket money whilst I'm at university. Like, and then Imagine. I finish my money in two weeks, so I need more money. Hey, and, no you know, uh, I need to really rocher on my, my list, you know, like my shopping list. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't, or maybe your parents did that. I, I might be talking too soon. <laughs> so for me first of all um i really owe it to my dad he has an amazing work ethic my dad is the guy who will not stop till he gets the job done you know what i mean and i think from him not i think i definitely believe from him from a tender age he's always taught me to work for my money he's like listen if you want chocolate you need to clean the curtains you know or something if you want me to give you need to so there's always gonna be work attached to me getting paid. So back when I was in work, I started working, I think when I was when I was 15 or 16, I had a um, babysitting gig from this lady, a very well-to-do lady. And yeah, that's why I started making my own money. Like I have money. Mama would always ask, why do you have money when I'm done giving you money? I'm like, sis, I'm trying to keep my coins going. You know what I mean? And stuff. So I started working, like not officially, but working when I was like 15 or 16, babysitting gig and stuff so when i came here it came naturally to just like okay listen you obviously want nice things and the only way to get them is to work so i got into foshini started working 2014 to like yeah 2014 till the end and then the last born in me kicked in i'm like i can't be working i have a parent please i'm going back home so i actually went back to bots 2014 in december i quit my job i'm like hey, hey i got a daddy he go handle this I call just something and say, sis, you're grown. Do your own thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> to lose the shame I came back to Zambia with to ask for my job back. <laughs> it was horrible. But I really thank God that I think my 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 boss knew that she's just a kid. And they gave me my job back. You know what I mean? And shortly after, I got a promotion and I went to Kita to start work. So the like the adjustment hasn't been too bad like for me it's like listen you want to you want nice things and how you think you're gonna get them you have to work so yeah you you just keep you keep going you keep going tell us about the journey to owning land because okay um i'm going to be rude i guess in certain cultures but how old are you but you're already you know you're already owning land you know what i mean like Yes. Some people are like, no, I need someone to buy this for me. Or no, they just I just need someone to buy me a car. <laughs> right? I don't know. Like <laughs> okay, so um I am a saver. I save. I am a splurger, just the same, but 
I am, I am, when I'm committed, obviously I believe many people are like me when you decide like, okay, I need to get this done. I put in 120%. So I started saving way back when I was actually, when I got my first job, that's like way back from 2014. But of course, here and there you splurge, you finish your money and stuff. But I always made sure that I had a savings account. So over time, you know, like you put money in, you take it out, you put money in, take it out. When I resigned, I had saved quite some money, 2018. And I'm like, this money, I need to do something substantial with it. You know, like I need to do something. I'm going to say, okay, I worked in retail. This is what I have to show for it. So yeah, after saving, savings, I just kept money in the savings account for the longest time until earlier this year, my sister's like, hey, listen, there's an opportunity to get land and stuff. And for me, really and truly like those other people, I kept thinking, no, when I get married, then we'll get land and stuff like that. And she's like, listen, there's no harm in owning land, you know, because land only ever appreciates. So even if you don't want to build on it, you can sell it off at a later period and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And I just took my money and I'm like, let's buy the land. Looked up the NHEF, you guys should do it too. Looked it up, um, got in touch with them, went to the offices in Yumbayanga and purchased at least one acre of land. Cash. I feel great about that. Come on By the now. Way, yes. I'm feeling sick. Yes, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> goals, guys, goals. <laughs> Hi, how, how did that feel? That <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. I'm just out here literally thinking this, this is, or this was our parents' dream. You know what I mean? Purchasing land for your kids, you know? And <clears throat> in that moment, I felt a little bit resentful. I'm like, I don't necessarily think it was easy for me in this day and age, you know? But I'm like, I can imagine how it should have been a tad easier in their day and age, you know, because there's, there's, there's a verse that says um, uh, uh, parents should leave an inheritance for their children. And I'm just like, why didn't they feel like they should have just bought land? You know what I mean? But then at the end of the day, you think, you're like, eh, I'm doing it for my kids as well. So let's go. But then I again, happy. I'm actually thinking of, of going to go pop champagne on my land and saying, this is me, guys. <laughs> But you know what? We come from a culture where, um, where it's the reverse. You understand? So people were having a lot of children because the children were a retirement plan. investment. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that retirement plan. And it, what you are saying to say that, you know, the parents should be leaving an inheritance for the children it's totally it's the other way around right because it's the parents the parents are like no you have to look after us and you know and they're not necessarily looking you know looking to and i agree it's so messy get you through education We'll get you through the education, but after that, you need to start yeah, sending the money. You owe us. Doing that. Uh-huh. Exactly. Messy. So that one is, a, mm. it's a, I think it's a bit challenging. Um, yeah. In yeah. The type of cultures that we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so agree. I definitely do agree. Turn that around, it will take a lot of work. I think, I don't necessarily think it's impossible per se. I'm on Facebook constantly looking for more opportunities to get land, you know what I mean? And you find people, millennials, a little slightly older, 30-year-olds, and they're looking for that. It's like, 
how can I secure my children's future? It may not always be in land per se, but you know, there's always that thinking about the future. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think that our parents were just living life like, eh, hey, voila, it's over. I mean, no, no, no. I really believe that they, they had us in mind. But then I just feel like that mindset to assume that <laughs> your children are your retirement plan. For me, it's just like, wow, <laughs> guys, I'm trying to make a plan for my kids. I should be thinking about you too, but then yeah, it's called nothing we can do about it, I guess. So as another point, you also said that self-forgiveness is a form of self-love. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay, so can I just read up a few things I wrote? I'm gonna read them out on their random and then I can lit- I can explain them briefly here and there. Okay. So for me, self-love is forgiveness. Um forgive yourself for not knowing back then what you know now. Hold yourself accountable for your own self-sabotaging behavior. Um, The trauma was not my fault, but the healing, that's my responsibility. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. The first step is to understand that- Wait, 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 go back, repeat. Uh, as as some some people who used to wear green used to say reverse, <laughs> you know, do like a little reverse. Do that one again. Yes. Um the one should I start on the trauma or should I start on the beginning? The healing one. No, the prisoner okay. one. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, cool. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. The first step is to understand that forgiveness does not exonerate the perpetrator. Forgiveness liberates the victim. It's a gift that you give to yourself. Second last one, forgiveness is a process. It's a choice you have to make over and over again, every day until you are free of the hurt. The last one, I never knew how strong I was until I had to forgive someone who wasn't sorry and accept an apology I, I never received. So I remember when I spoke about this, I mentioned how um, I had, I don't want to say I had, because I'm still in the healing process, but I had a very dysfunctional relationship with my father in the sense that he wasn't necessarily a present person, you know? He was work, 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 work. And while I appreciate that so much, I needed my dad to be there. You know, I needed him to tell me like, listen, boys just want A, B, C, D from you. And you need to be able to know that um, you can say no and be okay with it. You know what I mean? You, you need to understand how you won't always get your way with men because at the end of the day, most of them want one thing. You know what I just needed him to be there and tell me and walk me through the challenges I'll face with men and stuff. And because my growing up environment wasn't conducive, you know, I was exposed to so many to, to different kinds of abuse. It wrecked me. It ruined how I viewed life in general, the whole aspect of marriage, relationships, and men mostly, you know. And the first point I said is forgive yourself for not knowing then what you know now. I came to realize that my dad, just like me, was doing life for the first time. So he was gonna get plenty of things wrong. I could not hold it against him that he didn't know 
what love meant you know what i mean and you know i i got to a point where i had to set myself free and i said okay in my book, he messed up. You know, he I've, I've I've gone through and I'm still dealing with so much trauma, but I can't always use that as my default setting in the event that some son of Pharaoh tries to love me and I'm just like, no, you're going to leave me. No, you're not going to be there for me. You'll be, you'll be absent. No, you know what I mean? The healing is my responsibility. So it's me knowing what triggers me, me knowing how to handle my triggers. It's me understanding that not every man is like my father. I think that's the greatest lesson, you know, that yes, I've had a toxic relationship, but doesn't mean that I can't heal and I can't be okay. I'm grateful for where I am with my dad now. We're in such a great space. I talk to him about these things. I ironed out issues. And now I am more aware, you know, I like I said about my triggers. I am now a little more alert to like, okay, I feel like this guy is coming, is not coming correct at me, and he's got elements of remind me of my dad. Because I'm triggered, I know to stay away. You know what I mean? I am protecting my peace. I am protecting and guarding my heart. But on the same note, I believe I'm healing and I'm being better. So for me, it also comes back to knowing that as a human being, you won't get everything right. You know, I know that personally we are we are our own toughest critics. And sometimes it's hard to overlook or to forgive yourself, basically. You know, you made a mistake, you better at a job, you failed. Forgive yourself. <laughs> if Christ can so willingly forgive us and does it every other day, who are you to hold yourself hostage or as prisoner, you know? Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Free yourself. So, yeah, for me, it's, yeah. You said a lot there. I have. I even feel like I shouldn't have. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. No, but it was so good. First of all, just like when you were reading out those different quotes, I was just like, oh, that is the truth. That is the truth. If somebody would hear it and really, because you know, sometimes you hear things, but you don't, um, I don't know if it's digest them. It's like you kind of, you know, when they yeah, say like true. it goes in one ear, it goes out the other ear. In, but there are other times when you hear yeah. something and it really, clicks you know and then you really um connect with what was, was just said and i'm just praying mm-hmm. that there are people out there that have connected with what you you've said about forgiveness and especially you know the thing about you know forgiveness being something like it's a process and you have to choose to do it continuously yep. And, Daily. you know, when someone doesn't uh, <laughs> apologize, you know, apologize, like, I, I, I didn't know how strong I was until uh, I didn't receive an apology. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you have to be like, damn strong for that. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, it's definitely um, and, and something that I... Did add on to that? It also comes down to a level of maturity, you know, because our emotions are really just all over the place. No, he hurt me. She hurt me. He did this and stuff. You know, it's 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 rare for you to sit down and think and say, OK, I could have played a part in this person treating me this way or and stuff. And not to say that you take away from the fact that the person hurts you. No, that can never be the case. I live by a quote that says, 
when I tell you you hurt me, you don't get to decide that you didn't. You know, I'm telling you what your actions did to me. You don't get to say, but no, listen, Asia, no, 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 and stuff like that. It's the emotional maturity to know that, okay, yes, I messed up. You know, it's just what are we going to do about it from here on out? And to be honest, what I have come to, because my mom was the person who would, who would really apologize. They say a, a parent's apology or an African parent's apology is them talking to you or treating you nicely. And you're just like, no, listen, apologize. You were wrong. You know what I mean? I need to forgive you. But then back to what you said about receiving an apology that you never, I mean, accepting an apology that you never received. I guess many of us have learned to move on from that. And to a certain extent, I feel like it's not ideal. You know, you just literally decide, okay, let's move on. She, she asked me if I want to eat tonight. I guess that's the apology. You know what I mean? And it's not right. It's really not right. Sometimes you need to hear the I am sorry. I messed up. Or I'm sorry. I could have treated you better. And we all move on in peace. But it takes yeah. strength. Yeah. It takes I think um, conflict resolution is something that we're not necessarily... Hey. Uh, taught <laughs> in to. our culture, yeah. in our families, you know what I mean? Like, it, people don't mm. know that you can have a disagreement and, you know, talk about it. Like, you can agree to disagree, <laughs> whatever it is, but True. it's just True. like, you know, there always has to be a victor. Like, this one is the winner, and then this one, you know what I mean? But at some point, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> at some point <laughs> I think we have to gain the skills to have good conflict resolution in our homes you know what I mean like I okay what happened in this situation did not make me feel you know good um, mm-hmm. this is how it made me feel and, and I think even mm-hmm. times that like, people don't even have the vocabulary to even express yes. themselves because we're just so not used to it to be able to say that you know I was hurt I was sad that um, yeah that pained me like the way people don't even have the words to express it because these are things that we are just not taught to do you know um but yeah, anyway, I, I hope guys that as you listen, that these are some things that you're taking up <laughs> and thinking about. <laughs> and I, you know, I actually absolutely love what you said. And yeah, it pains me because I grew up in Botswana, right? So people are a little more vocal with the way they feel, you know what I mean? They're a little more out there. They are just telling you how they feel like, hey, I don't think the way you talked to me was great, you know? And I came to Zambia and people are a little more passive. You know, someone can really... Because I'm the kind of person who I used to work with some girl and our supervisor used to walk all over her. And I would say I would never have that. You know what I mean? Like that can't be me. And because we'd walk all over her, I found myself stepping in to defend her most times. Like, no, listen, don't talk to her like that. You know, like it really hurts me. And I'm like, I guess also for her, it's the whole passive um. The, the whole passive nature that Zambians have, if I'm to say, you know, like, oh, if you're if you're I'm like, listen, you are being mistreated. Talk about it. Tell them how you feel. No, 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 it's not them. And it really pains me. I'm just like, I can't. Like, I tell my sister, I'm like, ish, no. I just feel like the way you spoke to me, I tell my brother, I'm like, what you said was really unnecessary, you know? And not even because I'm a bots person, but then I also just feel like, you need to tell people how you feel because then that's the only way they'll stop abusing if I'm to say or stop mistreating you. Otherwise, what there's that thing that Miles Monroe says, 
talking about it's totally different from this but yeah you need to go to to voice out your opinion in my opinion and but people don't do that that's so true that is so true okay my darling i would love to hear from you um let's see which way should i go with this <laughs> so oh, no, the scared. plan is that <laughs> no, no no the plan is that we we're gonna have the sombo makeover again right um this wasn't like a one-time okay. thing but we want to have it again and again and again but i would love for you to just talk to the women out there and you know what would your advice be in terms of you know whether they should participate in it or whether they um you know anyway, what what would your advice be to someone who sees the next sombo makeover when we put it out there again okay um what would my advice be for the next sombo makeover competition that's going to be put out there excuse me <clears throat> i really think First of all, if you are a person who appreciates self-care, it is for you. And I say this as a person who, first of all, when I got into the commission, like I said, I didn't hope to win it overall, you know? I wanted to win a head wrap. I was content with winning a head wrap. Hell, I was even content with just entering the competition because I'm just like, I love what this stands for. You know what I mean? Embracing the African woman in her African attire, a nice face beat, you know what I mean? Like, that was it for me. So if you are someone who has come to the appreciation of what self-care is, it's definitely for you. And I will tell you to go in with the spirit of winning, okay? Go in hoping to win. And your win may not be materialistic. It would just be you showing up for someone and congratulating them like, yes, this you won, kudos to you. You know what I mean? Go wear that dress, go look gorgeous, go get your face beat. I feel winning it's not materialistic all the time, you know, it, it's support, it's encouraging the next person, um, empowered women, empower women, you know, so it really could just be that you're a queen text method when she wins, you know, you deserve this, that like, I would encourage any and everyone who's a woman and who appreciates self-care to get into the competition, because truly, you are a woman, and you are deserving of nice things, and Kamanga, we're an African woman, provide the nice things <laughs> so yes go for it awesome okay so in the africana woman community we have a saying which is know your roots grow your purpose and i always um ask all mm -hmm. the guests the same questions are you ready yes grow your okay. purpose so first question what are you rooted to What am I rooted to? Hmm. Hmm. I hope my answer even makes sense. I'm panicking. I wish you told me so I could prepare myself. <laughs> okay, so for me, I think if I'm answering this correctly, I'm rooted to, I hope, I'm rooted to growth. I hope that makes sense. And this is in all aspects. It's spiritually, first and foremost, I believe that your fruits, the fruits you produce should show just how much you're growing, okay? Um, because the saying of an apple can't produce a lemon and stuff like that, um, 
yeah, I'm rooted to grow spiritually. I'm rooted to grow um, personal development for myself. I really believe that you are your own brand, regardless of the brand that you represent being the outer, you are your own brand and only you are in charge of actually growing it. I'm committed to emotional growth. You know, I, I'm a person, I am super emotional in case people think I'm not, I am the most emotional person. I'm a crybaby. Okay. But I also believe that my emotions can be controlled. And in so doing, I need to grow, you know, from one level of emotional instability to another, you know, I, I believe that eventually you can't always get your emotions in order, but I believe you can tame them, for lack of a better word. Um, growth, uh, physical growth. I was a gymmer. I just got lazy and COVID. So I'm just like, hey, please, I'm still going to heaven. <laughs> um, psychologically, you know, you need to be able to reason better. You need to be able to understand what, for me, your triggers and all that jazz. I am a firm believer in... Um, What's the word that they use? And it has to do with like mental growth, um, knowing your mental, knowing how to take care of your mental self. Like your mental case is so important to me. I really believe that people under, they don't really take mental issues seriously. And I think that triggers me to a certain extent. But yeah, so I really believe, and I hope this answers the question. I am rooted to growth. I believe everything as a seed and you let it sprout, you let it grow, you let it blossom. So yeah, I think, I hope that answers it. Yes, I love it. Okay, so the next question is, what are your favorite ways to nourish your mind, your body, and your soul? Okay, I thought of the soul. So, nourishing my soul, the easiest really. Um, I read my Bible really and truly. I literally go back to the cross. I go there with my ugly cries because obviously I've strayed away. I go there, feet of the cross. And one thing about nourishing my soul all the time, because you know how in life you feel like you look at her and you're like, hey, if only I could reach that level of spirit, of spirituality, I'll be fine. You know what I mean? But something that Michael Todd once said is like, when I look at the foot of the cross, the ground is level. And ah, that wrecks me all the time. You know, it says literally from the homosexual to the liar, we are the same. You know what I mean? And when I think about that, when I've strayed so far, it takes me back home. You know, I'm just like, yes, Lord, I have sinned. I have gone astray. I have forgotten my first love, but I'm back now. So literally, I had been off my Bible for like the past month. I got back just last week and I'm in the Psalms. And I'm just out here like David and I'm crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, you love me so much. Why do I move mad? You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, nourishing my soul, I go back to the, I go back in my Bible. I, I get back in my prayer closet. I get myself together. Nourishing my body. I am a firm believer in obviously rest and in rest, it's vacations for me. It's me and my people. Guys, where are we going this weekend? Let's go a spa you know what i mean let's do our nails let's just look pretty let's relax you know for me that's what it is and you said mind body and what so you need to stay for your mind because you've said your soul and your body oh. okay so for my mind um <sighs> to be honest nourishing my mind what do i do usually i read I, I like to stay 
my sister complains because sometimes I'm so unknowledgeable about so many things. I like to stay on top of things in the sense of something is happening. I try to read up on it, try to Google, I try to learn about it. Basically, it's not letting things pass me by. And I like to use this word, not being duanzi, you know, when a new word is brought up. Like I remember when HH was speaking here, your excellency, President HH was speaking and he said magnanimity. I'm like, what does that word mean? It sounds so nice, you know? And there I was Googling and, you know, I felt woke. But yeah, that's how I nourish my mind. It's like learning new things, going out there, experiencing new cultures, etc., etc. Cool. Then do you have a weakness that is now your superpower? Weakness that is now my superpower. No, I don't. I actually do not. <laughs> All right. Then, do you know... Uh, no, it goes... What do you know as a certainty? What do you know as a certainty? As a certainty... Okay, so there's two things. Can I mention them? Yeah. Um, as a certainty, I know I'm going to heaven. I know that my afterlife is secure. So I don't have to worry about my afterlife. And the other thing I know as a certainty is whatever I put my mind to, I'm going to accomplish. I'm going to smash my goals. I'm going to take names and I'm going to come out winning. I know that. Nice. All right, Miss Ruth Amanda, can you please tell the audience how do they connect with you? Where do they find you? Like, if they want a piece of Amanda and all of this goodness, how do they find you? <laughs> okay, so first of all, like I said earlier, I'm just out here advertising my business. So, guys, Facebook and Instagram, Lufuma Events, you can catch me there because I manage the page. So, yes. My name is Ruth Amanda Kalebo on Facebook and on Instagram, written in pencil, underscore zero seven. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well, Ruth Amanda Kalebo. I, yeah, I think my number, I don't know. If you want to, like, let's Okay. My number is zero nine six two five six four zero five seven. That's 0962-564-057. And my email address is amandakalewe at gmail.com. Nice, guys. Supports the sister, okay? She has guys, an events company, so give her a call, okay? Give her a call. And don't be out here talking about discounts because you heard an Africana woman. Ah, ah. But manners, can you please just give her <laughs> worth that value? <laughs> so, my darling, it has been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you on the show. I have enjoyed speaking to you. I mean, every time we talk, I just feel like I'm always laughing, cracking up. Like your WhatsApp <laughs> status just has me in stitches every single day. <laughs> I have loved talking so, to you too. And like I said to you last time, even like I feel like I say the most ambiguous things, but I'll say it anyway. I felt like the day of the Oriki challenge, it was a rebirth for me. And not in the literal sense, but you know, like mm. 
not even self-worth, but just re, um, reintroducing yourself to yourself. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was life-changing. Yeah. I'm really sharing it with everyone. Like, guys, get an Oriki, get, get your Oriki done. Like, I'll send you mine, but get yours done and stuff. So I want to say thank you so much for Zombo Makeover winner. I mean, the Zombo Makeover competition, excuse me, and for the Africana woman and the Kamanga wear. It's been amazing. And I hope to follow um, what do they say? Follow at follow close, not closely, but follow. Yeah, follow, <laughs> follow it as it goes. And I'm, I'm willing to see mm. what happens anxiously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. I always say every woman has a story of wisdom to tell. Ruth's story is so inspiring. I love that at 26, she bought land in Cashman. <laughs> Come on now, talk about goals. I love her perspective on forgiveness that embraces the flawed humanity in all of us. And I love that she has a growth mindset despite the challenges she has faced in her life. Please, please go find Ruth on social media at Written in Pencil. I actually asked her why she had chosen that name, Written in Pencil, right? And she said she never wants to be so rigid that she cannot change. So if she is Written in Pencil, she can rub out the things that, the things in her life that are not working for her and start again. Hey. Some people are deep, yo. Hey, so beautiful. <laughs> Tell Ruth you heard her on the Africana Woman podcast and let her know what you took away from the episode. Remember, go and check out the pictures and videos of the Sambo campaign on Kamanga Wear or Africana Woman pages. I hope it inspires you to take time out every day yeah every day <laughs> even if it's 10 minutes five minutes at least it's your time right so take time out every day that is just for you self-love is your birthright honey thank you for listening and for making us part of your day i truly appreciate you if you liked this episode please share it with a friend and you can find me on instagram at chulu by design and until next week i want you to remember know your roots grow your purpose this has been a production of ulendo creative media you can find out more about their services on www.ulendocreative.com